You're listening to my mom, the real Kathy Lee. She's a hot mess. Hey, you're listening to the real Kathy Lee on the Ultimate Homeschooling Radio Network. Thanks for joining me as I share my mom sessions. It's basically my imperfect journey of motherhood. Be prepared to laugh, maybe cry, but hopefully you're going to be encouraged as I share my failures, successes, and offer some tips I've learned along the way. And remember, you've got this. All right, here we are. It's one of my favorite podcaster girls visiting us today. We're in Florida at the homeschool convention. It's a big homeschool convention. We have Elsie here with her staring at me. Not sure he wants to be here this morning. We're sitting in our booth at the Homegrown Preschooler. And we are going to talk about, I don't know, Elsie, we're going to talk about lots of stuff. But I met Elsie a couple years ago at this conference. She came in our booth and Leslie grabbed her and embraced. She was telling me the story. Actually, Elsie, why don't you tell us the story of how we met, how this all came to be. Yeah, that's misleading because Leslie didn't grab me. I grabbed (laughs) Leslie. All right. I was a mess. I was weeping. Um, I had just earlier that day... Uh, at the conference told my husband, I don't know what we're going to do with our youngest. We had him in an early intervention program, and the state wanted to send him to a preschool that I frankly wouldn't send my dog to. Mm. And I told my husband, how am I going to give my older children this beautiful education and my youngest this subpar education just because he happens to have you know, sensory processing issues. It just does not seem fair. And so I was a mess, and I was crying, and I said, I'm going to have to make my own curriculum, write all this stuff, try to figure out some way to keep him at home. And I walked into this room thinking it was one lecture, and it wasn't that lecture, it was actually you guys. So I accidentally, well not accidentally, the Lord led me in my (laughs) grieving, messy, weepy state to come hear you guys. And Leslie started talking, and all of a sudden I realized this is everything I wanted for my home. This is everything I want for him. Everything resonated with me so much. I remember leaving that talk and saying to my husband, I don't have to write anything because they already did everything I wanted to do. This is amazing. And so I came down here and fell apart and Leslie held me for maybe 10 minutes oh and I cried all over her. Yeah. And we bought the curriculum and we took it home and it changed our lives. So you had already decided to homeschool. You were already homeschooling oh, before yeah. this. Okay. So how many years have you been homeschooling? Uh, from the womb, it feels like, yes. really, because I never stopped teaching or learning alongside them. So the moment where I thought, okay, we're going to do this was maybe when my eldest was two, but there was no, like, official start date. Yes. It just My family, too. It's exactly yeah. how we did it. I knew so. I had met some families when I was in college. I have met your siblings, and they had friends who were homeschooled, and I was so impressed with just their lifestyle, the way these children were free, and yet they were so comfortable with different age groups, and they could pursue their passions, and I thought, this is what I want to do. So even before I adopted my first child, I knew this was a journey we would take, and so from the get-go, it was just our life. We just lived school, school, life. It just all blended together from the get-go, so I get that. So... What's funny is, you know, you've kind of um, become your own little superstar in Florida and across the country (laughs) since we met you. Um, I remember Leslie and I sitting um, at a conference, and you actually wrote a blog post about using our curriculum a year of playing skillfully. And we cried. We wept. We're sitting there (laughs) sobbing, thinking, what in the world? This is what we dreamed someone would get out of our curriculum, but not knowing anyone ever would. So for us, a couple years ago, it was kind of that... Yes, this is really, this is it. This is what we hope would happen. And then just a couple, maybe last month, you wrote another follow-up blog post. And 
I didn't pay attention to your Instagram and I skip over to your Instagram and you've got a bazillion followers. You have got this fan club and it's funny being here at this conference, your home state, we have women who they're not even fangirling over us, they're fangirling over you. And so what led you to start this whole farmhouse, schoolhouse um, uh, way of life? Well, the, I think the way it grew took me off guard. I, I never intended for that to happen. I, we were at the time, we were just using my father's world first grade, second grade, I think. Okay. And I thought, wow, I'm getting so many great ideas from these other My Father's World blogs. It would be fun to start our own blog and share what we're doing and maybe help someone else get an idea of what they want to do. And yes. I'm a big believer in not copying exactly what someone else is doing. Because Me too. you are not that family. You right. need to find what works for you. So my heart behind it was just give a bunch of ideas um, to different people so that maybe they would find that one missing piece out of all my pieces yes. that would work in their home. And so we were blogging for a little bit, and then one day, I think it was because my sister and my mom were all on Instagram, I thought, I'll just get on Instagram to share pictures of my boys, whatever, and it, it, it kind got of really big really yeah. fast. So... Yeah, well, I think surprising. you inspire a lot of people. It's funny, as I give talks now, if I'm needing to convey something, I, I will skip over to your pictures, and thank you for giving me permission, <laughs> because I'm like, let me grab this. Elsie took it such a better picture than I could have. I'm a terrible <laughs> photographer. And you capture it so beautifully. What I want to say, I think about my talk where I ask people what they're going to remember, you know, about their childhood and what their kids are going to remember. I remember um, one of your pictures one of your boys is in the tree and I'm thinking, oh, I need to show that. I need to show how it captures the moment of wonder and how a child can just sit and enjoy the world around them without given, being given this um, definite instruction, but just given permission <laughs> to explore and discover for himself. So I love that you give your kids the freedom to do that. So what's one thing if you had to do over? You've been homeschooling now for, you know, nine years. Nine years. So... If you had to do anything over, is there anything you would kind of go back and change at this point? I, I would worry less mm. about academics. I was at a Searcy Institute conference last weekend, um, and they were talking about, and it's funny because Searcy is, you know, very academic, but they yes. were talking, again, just reinforcing the importance of play, the importance of reading, the importance of just personhood at yes. this stage and, yes. and just really loving and enjoying your children. And just yesterday I was sitting in a talk uh, by Andrew Pudua, who I love, and he said academics is the least important part of a childhood. It is. And that is so true. Mm. That is so true. So while the academics are definitely important when you are homeschooling, it's something you definitely want to pay attention to, it is not the end-all Y'all. So yeah, it's definitely the secondary. It is um, for sure, and I think especially in those early years, and you're still in those early years. And I, you know, always tell parents, um, you know, being a kid is dirty, messy, noisy work. Yeah. And if we are not giving them permission to do that, then they are missing out on the childhood they are meant to have. So I love that you give them permission to do that. Worry less. It's so interesting. I sit in this booth and talk to so many moms. Yesterday, a mom with a three and four year old worried. Because she had um, heard of another mom whose daughter already knew the Pledge of Allegiance. And her four-year-old didn't know the Pledge of Allegiance. She said, wait a minute, we just went to the zoo three times a week last week. And I'm like, you're one up. You're one up for going to the zoo three times a week and filling your days with exploration. Well, it's also realizing that all our children are different. I think it's wonderful that that little boy knows the Pledge because that's probably something he was curious about and wanted to know. Absolutely. And was interested in knowing 
when my eldest was three, he I felt like he knew the name of every single dinosaur that ever yes. lived yeah. on the planet. My youngest has no interest in that, and yet he's very musical, and he's drawn to other things. And I yes. have, you know, some of my middle children that just wanted to read, were excited. Not, yes. I knocked on that door to see if they were ready, and they blew it open. Yes. Where my eldest took years and years and years, and that's okay, because now Absolutely. at nine years old, He's picking it up so much faster, and yes. I'm so glad we didn't have this needless torture for the last year and a half, because I finally was like, you know what? I'm just going to let it go, because you're going to learn to read. You're going to get it, and Absolutely. we're just going to go at your pace, and you're going to figure it out. I'm just going to believe in you and be in your corner. And I'm so glad we made that decision, because now he's getting it, and he's confident, and he never went through that time of feeling like, oh, there's no way I can do this. It's okay, we have to stop and unpack a couple. You just said, like, 400,000 things in that one little, <laughs> you know, rant. Um, let me back up. I want to just highlight what you just said that I feel so passionate about. Number one, you just said, yeah, if that kid was curious about the pledge, rock on. And I think that's exactly right. That is the number one advice we can give parents, right? Get to know your kids. Yeah. Know what they love. Watch. They will teach you. They will show you if you will just take the time to watch. Um, live it. I see it in my own kids. And if you will teach according to that, Everything is a much easier yeah, and more pleasant experience. Is. Number two, what you said, is honoring where they are. Mm -hmm. Like some are. Some are ready to read and want to read at four. Some are not ready or want to read till eight, maybe even nine. It's not um, a matter of how smart they are. It's just a matter of when their brain is ready to receive that information. And if you give them permission to follow the natural um, path that is put before them, they will, they will exceed all of our expectations. But it's when we put those unrealistic expectations on them that we see kids who are frustrated and who hate school and yeah. um, who dread. You know, so I definitely, you just said a ton. I mean, we could end right now and be done. Because um, that was powerful stuff. And I think moms need to hear that more and more. Because I think in our culture in the U.S., and it's getting busy in the booth as I'm walk I see people starting to walk around. But I think in the U.S., we put so much pressure on our children, and then our parents feel so much pressure. So if you are coming across a mom or dad that's considering this journey of homeschooling, what's that piece of information you would want to share with them? Of what I think they should have for the journey? Yes, or what they need or what they should know as they consider this one. Okay. Um, I think a big one is humility. Mm. And by that, I mean... A lot of times it's our own pride of not wanting to fail or not wanting to look stupid for not knowing something sure. that gets in the way of stepping out into the freedom of homeschooling. Mm. We're so worried that if we make a wrong choice somewhere, it will reflect badly. Like, how is my homeschool going to look if we do this or this or that? Um, and when you're humble, you're in a place where you can learn. You're saying, okay, I don't know all this, but I yes. can partner alongside my child in their learning. So I'm not going to sit here when they're three and be terrified of algebra <laughs> when they're in ninth grade because I'm going to get there too. Yes. And as I'm homeschooling, like Lee Borton says, you're redeeming your own education. Absolutely. You're learning alongside them. I don't care if you didn't graduate from high school. You right. can homeschool your child Absolutely. because you can become a student alongside them mm -hmm. and you can learn. And having that humility, I think, also puts you in a place of saying, okay, God, cannot do this alone. I need you lead us both because that's important too. There's a lot of things that you're not going to be able to physically change in your child because it's a heart thing. Absolutely. And that's something that, you know, I believe is the work of the Holy Spirit. Mm. So when you're humble enough to see that, I think it just makes you less controlling. It makes you less panicking about stuff in the future. It just 
um, like Sarah McKenzie says, you're able to teach from a state of rest. Yes, absolutely. I think when you let go of those expectations again, and you are um, willing to say, I don't know. I mean, my poor kids hear me say that all the time. I I don't know. I don't know. In fact, if I need a geography question, I go to my daughter, Grace. I'm like, all right, Grace, tell me where this is, because I don't know. You know, is that in Europe? And and she's like, yeah, mom, I remember that. And, you know, challenge A, challenge A, I learned all that. Let me tell you. for her confidence. Absolutely. She's like, wow, I'm able to turn around and teach someone something that I have. Absolutely. And it is. And it's just being willing to say, you know what, I don't have all the answers, but I'm willing to learn with you. So I think that's great advice. All right, so it is buzzing in this booth. People are getting ready to open the door. So we're going to wrap this up. Tell people how they can follow you on Instagram or any other way if they want to find out more about Farmhouse Schoolhouse. The blog is uh, www.farmhouseschoolhouse.com. And on Instagram, we're farmhouse underscore schoolhouse. Awesome. Elsie, you are a rock star. I love telling people about you. I love having people come back and say that they've read your posts and seen your pictures and they're boohooing and you're inspiring moms and dads and childhood and education in such a beautiful, natural way. So keep on doing that. And I'm so glad you were here. Thank you. All right. Thanks so much, you guys. You've been listening to The Real Kathy Lee. This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschooling Radio Network. To find out more, check out therealkathylee.com. You can download us every Friday on iTunes or your favorite app to listen to the podcast. Hey, if this hot mess can rock motherhood, so can you.